Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All righty, hour number two of our radio program from Las Vegas. It is the Zach Gelb Show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. We have a jam-packed hour number two of the radio program. You can watch us all throughout the week, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Coming up 20 minutes from now, the quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, and then former 49ers and Bears kicker Robbie Gold will be joining us 40 minutes from now. I always say when I do a radio show, I feel like I'm a controller of chaos, and that's like a good way to have a show. You don't want a show that's boring. You don't want a show that's pedestrian. You want chaos, but you want it to be organized, controlled chaos, if that makes sense. I will say, Sam, to the five days that we go to the Super Bowl, there is never controlled chaos here inside Radio Row. Like, Daily News is uh, one of our loyal uh, YouTube chatters. Uh, we we got to come up with a name on what we're going to refer to people on the, on the YouTube chat, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. And he just basically described today's show so far, which is only 61 minutes in. Bob is dismayed with Zach Gelb's mic sound levels. Samter is best friends with Bull Cut Davis. And Sean Merriman is huge, even bigger than Zach Gelb. I am getting roasted in this YouTube chat. Not many people make me look small. I remember, oh, I was actually, David Mayernick knows this story, who's here, our program director uh, from CBS Sports Radio. There was a time where Shaquille O'Neal came into our studio and he was doing a podcast and he needed our podcast space. And this is when I was like part-time overnight guy, you know, uh, really grinding hard to try to make a name for myself here at CBS Sports Radio. And I would always come in throughout the week and pre-record some things that we could air from 2 to 6 a.m. Eastern on Friday and Saturday, Saturday into Sunday, like big name interviews, things like that. And David, I guess, was busy with all of his responsibilities that he has. So he goes, would you mind just, he asked me to run the board and just make sure the levels were good for Shaquille O'Neal. So afterwards, I got a photo with Shaq. And let me remind you, I am a large man. I am six foot four. Most people think I'm taller than six foot four. I guess the doctor just can't reach uh, when I go to, the, go to the doctor these days. So I'm just going to go with six four. That's what I was the last time that I think I got an accurate measurement. But at the time, I was probably like 70 pounds heavier. I looked like a grape, though, standing next to Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, you are wearing a purple shirt, so you look kind of grapeish now. Well, that was, that was with Shaq. You know, now I'm in better shape. Now I'm looking better, all that stuff. You More know. like a plum now. Uh, nah, you know, I, I, <laughs> hey, I saw Scott Farrell. The first thing Farrell said, Gelb, you're looking good. You're getting in shape. You're going to the gym. Shake it up. So I saw Farrell earlier, but Merriman makes me look emaciated. 
He's a big And dog. it's crazy. And he's jacked, too. It's not like he's just like a big guy. Because there's a lot of big dudes around here, football players. He's jacked. But there's a lot of football players that walk around where I'm like, eh, you know, I feel like I'm on their level. I'm, I don't feel small next to them. I, I feel like uh, nothing next to, to Sean Merriman. He, he, he just tow- he towers over me. He's a broad dude as well. You know what I felt like? When you asked me to take a picture last night. Enough of you. And, and we're on the field. Enough of you. And I go, this looks like Robin Big. <laughs> Enough of you. I got to get those photos, by the way. You haven't yeah. sent me those photos. You better uh, upload those photos. I need the photos of us on the field, with Drew Tranquil, all that stuff. Uh, having fun last night. And, and the what ones the with heck me hanging go- out with Mark Davis. Look at what is going to our right right now. There is a ring-like camera that is circling around. Oh, it was, you just missed it. It was doing a 360, and it was taking a picture of whoever this uh, this guy is. But what the heck are people doing? No, that, that's, a, that's a fun social media thing. It goes around. It does slow motion. Who is he, Brian Kelly dancing in a locker room? Yeah, there you go. With the recruit? He's recruiting. That's what it looks like. He's recruiting. All righty. Let's uh, update you on some of the biggest stories in the world of sports with some audio. Trevor Lawrence is going to join us coming up in 15 minutes from now. Let's get to a news brief. Time for your daily news brief. We get you caught up on the rumors, reports, and reconnaissance from the day in sports. Daly also writes in the chat, oh, I forgot one more thing. Zach isn't pleased with the casino smells going up to his hotel room. It's not the casino we have an issue with. It's the hotel, I think. It's just there's like, it's musty. It's old. I'm going, we're going, I'm pretty sure you're invited to this or I'm going to bring you to it. As long as you don't big-time me. I already found a replacement to find someone else to go to the Las Vegas Golden Knights game because Samter was, was too big for a little hockey and, and Connor McDavID. You know, we're sitting. I was sitting in the sixth row tonight. Samter's like, oh, I can't do that. I have to go to some other schmancy, fancy party. But I'm assuming we are going to a cigar party on Thursday night. It's a Dick and Jaws yearly cigar party, which the Gridiron Greats, they do a phenomenal job and, and Rudolph Foods and all the people at Southern uh, Recipes. But... The cigar smell, I'm okay when it's at a party, when you are in a room for a week. And it's not my room that smells, but it's just the hallways. And you have that just cigar smell as you're trying to go into your room and go to bed. Uh, yeah, I'll be a little bit of a prima donna. Look at this. See, here we go. It's, it's a 360 spin where that guy's just taking a picture. What a waste. People are stupid these days. They really are. All righty. Uh, let's start off with Roger Goodell on uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor's impact on the Super Bowl. Here's the commission. Having the Taylor Swift effect is also a positive. Listen, they're both Travis and Taylor are wonderful young people. They seem very happy. She knows great entertainment, and I think that's why she loves NFL football. But I think it's great to have, um, have her a part of it. Uh, obviously, it, it creates a buzz. It creates uh, a, another group of young fans, particularly young women, that um, are interested in seeing why is she going to this game? Why is she interested in this game? Besides Travis, she is a football fan, and I think that's great for us. An Eagles fan, too. Uh, uh, Taylor Swift. So she's been a football fan for years. She loved watching the games with her dad, and when your boyfriend is the star tight end and one of the greatest tight ends of all time, it's a pretty good life. Because, like, Taylor Swift gets to go to whatever she wants. She snaps her fingers. Someone will find a way to give her VIP access to something. I think, Santa, it's been cool to see how much genuine fun she's having at these games, being in the luxury box, you know, drinking, eating, having fun, and just taking in the football. It's, you know, I don't think I could relate to Taylor Swift because she lives a life that none of us could even imagine living. 
but she does come off with this Travis Kelsey relationship as just a very relatable human being and a fun human being. And like I said, you know, we talked about this last week. If you want to be upset with the TV networks and the media coverage of this, fine. I get it. It's a lot. And even if you didn't care before, but now it's if you're under a being, minute. They only show under a minute. Right. I'm just saying in general, like, you know, all the, you know, us and ESPN and all the people talking about it, if that's what's upsetting you is just, you know, like, even if you like a song, if you hear it too much on the radio, it gets old to you. Even if you were fine with this, maybe people are just know. tired of it. But my point is... I don't get of tired day, of music. I really don't. I, if there's a song or a band that's just being overplayed and overplayed and overplayed, even if I liked it, then that's why I saw Dave Matthews I used to like, and then they were just overplayed and so I much that now I just me, I can't stand Dave Matthews. Me. But my point is, like, if you want to have an issue with the coverage of it, fine. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are doing literally nothing wrong. Yeah. They are trying to just have fun and enjoy it. She's going to the games. She's not pushing her face, you know, your face into it. She's just doing her own thing. He's doing his own thing. He has a podcast that he had before he d- dated her. He's still doing that. If you have an issue with the coverage, gone to a new that's heights, on the, the coverage. Way. Yeah, right. There you go. Dun, dun, dun. If you have an issue with the coverage, that's on that. Do not blame Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift for how they're being covered. And I give credit to Travis Kelsey last night because we'll get to some stupid questions that he was asked. And a few of them may have been for me. He didn't shut down any of the questions. He didn't have this ego about him. Like, how dare you ask me about that? He wasn't private. He wasn't standoffish. He's just a positive guy that's embraced all this, and he has fun. Here is uh, Roger Goodell. He was asked. Someone actually asked him this. Has the Super Bowl been scripted because of Taylor Swift? Here's the commissioner. I don't think I'm that good a scripter um, or anybody on our staff. Goodell's not smart enough. It's, you know, I listen, there is no way that I could have scripted that one. Let's just put it that way. But she is, um, or anybody in our office, she's she's a remarkable performer she knows great entertainment i had the opportunity to go to two of her concerts with our girls and my wife um I, she she's the best of the best and and so having her come to nfl games have her a part of that is nothing but a positive here is uh, travis kelsey on his relationship with taylor swift she's unbelievable she's uh she's rewriting the history books herself uh, I told her I'll have to hold up my end of the bargain and come home with some hardware, too. Taylor has an unbelievable uh. fan base that, uh, that follows her and supports her throughout her life. And uh, it's been fun to kind of gather the Swifties in the Chiefs kingdom and uh, open them up to uh, the, the football world and the sports world. And it's been cool to just experience all that. Do me a favor, Santer. Do you have that poster of uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift? Let me just introduce this to the listening audience. So we have made a poster this week, and it is will they get engaged and we have yes and no and we just started this with sean merriman and it's a nice uh, photo of travis kelsey and taylor swift two photos and sean merriman signed it and yes we're gonna ask most guests not every guest but most guests will they end up getting engaged and for some reason we have joe montana scheduled later in the week that's like not for some reason we haven't scheduled we're at the super bowl obviously it's one of the biggest names ever and one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time but for some reason, I'm most excited to hear Joe Montana's answer on if Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are one day going to get engaged. Anyway, uh, I got a chance to ask uh, Travis Kelsey two stupid questions last night. Here is my personal exchange with Travis Kelsey at uh, the opening night at Allegiant Stadium last night. Travis, Mama Kelsey uh, called you a fashionista on that New Heights podcast. I need to use your fashion sense for a second. 
Boomer Esiason and Greg Giannotti, they poke fun at Phil Simms for his lady glasses that he wears. I have a photo right here. What do you think of Phil Simms' glasses? What's so, what's so lady-like about those? Those are, those are some good, solid glasses. As long as it's helping him see, that's all that matters. And the other thing is, Darius Tony goes by the rap name Young Joker. The Joker. I'm just wondering, will Taylor get on an album with him to kind of put his rap career on the map? I mean, she's been known to dabble in the rap world. I don't know. We'll have to see. I'll, I'll make sure. I'll, I'll see if uh, if Joker's up for it or not. Thank you. So those are just like two stupid questions that get asked at opening night. And usually I'm not a stupid media member, but last night I wanted to be stupid and have a little fun with the whole Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift. And I was helping out uh, Boomer Esiason and Greg Giannotti a little bit, uh, having some uh, people on, on the ground there at opening night since they have to uh, get up at like 1 in the morning Pacific time to do their uh, radio show. But that's how Travis Kelsey answered both of those stupid questions. He didn't like dismiss it. He wasn't... You know, walking off the set. I know there was no phone to hang up, but he wasn't hanging up the phone or anything along those lines. He's having fun with this stuff. And it was 60 minutes last night of question after question after question about Taylor Swift. And I'll say this one thing. At no point was there not a smile on his face. At no point did it look like he was annoyed. At no point was there a question that he was like, this is just getting... He obviously went into it saying, okay... Let me just smile he for an hour. He knew it was going to be stupid. Yeah. And he just said, let me just smile for an hour. I'm going to answer all the stupid questions. And maybe once he was done, he was like, all right, these guys are idiots. But he had a smile. on his I, Either A, he's really having fun with this. Mm-hmm. Or B, he knows how to fake it. But either way, he was... I think he's having fun. He was enjoying it. He was having fun. He was smiling. And he was ha- having a good attitude about it. And that's all you can ask for. Now, I asked a question about Kadarius Tony, who also has a rap career. And I guess he still has a football career, even though they're, like, making up injuries to try to just not get him on the field because you can't rely on him, even though he made two of the bigger plays in the Super Bowl last year. But right before the AFC Championship game, he went on Instagram Live and basically said that he wasn't hurt and and all that stuff. And he also had the the birth of of a child as well. There's something with Kadarius Toney where we're not getting the full story. And I think Kansas City realizes a talent. And they don't want to get rid of him because it would create a bigger story, but they're starting to realize the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Well, uh, young Joka, or Kadarius Tonia, most people know him, he was uh, on the field a little bit last night at opening night, and he had to explain his Instagram live rant on the morning of or the night before the AFC Championship game. Yeah, it kind of started that, but I, in the process of that, I get interrupted, so it got like a mixed message behind it, I guess you could say, and then a lot of footage got chopped up in the release. So it made it like I was attacking the one I love the most, like I made in the post I was saying, I was referring to. Uh, I never attacked the Chiefs, never said anything about the Chiefs. Who I was referring to was the Giant fans or whatever people in my comment, you know what I'm saying, my comment box, not even on my live recording. So you wouldn't even know if they were there. But I was referring to them, which I shouldn't have. I, I just wanted to go out there. I feel like how you say get my message across as far as my injury, but I shouldn't have did that. At the end of the day, uh, I'm, a, I'm a man. At the end of the day, I can, uh, I can accept my mistakes just like I accept my wins, you know, but um, I'm just moving past it right now. So he's saying he was on Instagram Live, and he's blaming this on a Giant fan that was in the comment section, and I guess a Giant fan set him off. Now, this dude just can't be trusted on social media. Like, they should take social media away from Kadarius Tony, and there would be no avenue or no outlet for him to be a distraction. Finally, I've been seeing these headlines. I purposely is not, have not listened to the audio because I want to hear it the first time naturally on the air. A lot of people were questioning the sobriety of Kyle Shanahan last night. They think he was a little bit in the bag 
at opening night, which if he is, you know, we all had fun with Mike McDaniel allegedly uh, smoking a little bit of a pen on the sideline in that game uh, two years ago in the playoffs, Bills and, and Dolphins, which how, with how crazy opening night is, I don't mind even if you're head coach of a team, if you take a pop or two right before you go out on opening night or maybe you uh, eat something a little edible, if you know what I'm saying. All right, all right, all right. Here is uh, Kyle Shanahan. And uh, th now this says on Brock Purdy sounding drunk. So he's talking about Brock Purdy. And this is when people thought he was sounding drunk. You be the judge. Well, it's, it's, it's funny to hear Jed say that because it wasn't the smartest moment I've ever had. I mean, when an owner comes in after training camp practices and it's like, <laughs> hey, how's the quarterback? And he, what he means is the starter or the second. And you and irritation go, I don't know, but our third guy's the best. Like, that's not what he wants to hear. So that's why he remembers it very strong. But that was just more, Brock was so good right away with every rep he got. He was always the same. And he only got a couple of them. So it was, it was easy for me to say, because in his few reps, he was the best. But if you know that for a fact, I mean, then you do what you do right away. But he was the best, and but you ease that on. And every time he got a little more reps, it was the same as when he only got two. And so when it was all said and done and he got a lot of playing time, I was like, oh, this looks exactly like what I told you when I was irritated. And he only had three reps. And I said, no, he's the best. But that's what was so real about Brock. That's why after his seven games, his rookie year, even when he got hurt, we knew what we had because he'd been that way in practice every day. And it was the exact same way in the games. Anytime I thought he sounded tipsy, he reeled it back in and he did not sound tipsy. I would say maybe he had a glass of wine before it, at most. But everyone's going off with the, he sounded intoxicated. He sounded like he was eight drinks in. Anytime you thought maybe he was a little tipsy, it then just went away. You also have to remember, there's like 700 people around him last night. And he's talking to all those people with all the bright lights in front of his face. It could have just been maybe an uncomfortable setting for Kyle Shannon. I don't think he dabbled in... Uh, the gummy game or anything. That would not be the right scene. Maybe a glass of wine, like a little Pinot Noir at most. All right, that's the news brief. This is Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. We'll take a timeout. When we come on back, Trevor Lawrence is going to join us, the quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All righty, we continue. It is the Zach Gelb Show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. Now joining us is the quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and that, of course, is Trevor Lawrence, and he's brought to us today on behalf of Head and Shoulders and PNG Battles of the Paddles. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much for jumping on board with us again. How are you? What's up, Zach? Good to see you, man. Appreciate you. Well, appreciate you for having me, man. I'm good. How are you guys doing? Well, I'm doing fantastic. Um, you know, I had high expectations for your team entering this season. I know you had high expectations as well. Uh, you guys not making the playoffs when you look back and explain what happened with the Jaguars in the year of 2023, what stands out to you a few weeks removed from the season? You know, it's all about, um, especially in the NFL, it's it's all about playing your best football at the end of the season at the right time. And, you know, we weren't able to do that this year. I think there's a lot of factors, you know, for whatever reason, um, just the ups and downs of the season we didn't handle as well as we did the year before. You know, we were able to overcome a lot, you know, two years ago and put ourselves in a position to make the playoffs, win a playoff game. Um, and this year we just weren't we weren't able to do that for whatever reason. We had a lot of injuries at different times of the season. We we're missing some guys here and there, but every team's going to deal with that at some point. So I think collectively the biggest thing is just we got to handle adversity a little bit better. We got to find a way to just play our best ball at the end of the season. Don't peak too early. You know, we we started the season great. We were in a good spot in November, early December, and then at the end of the year we just didn't play our best. So figure out how we do that and moving forward to not make the same mistake, you know, in the years to come. Yeah, and where's your confidence that you guys are going to be able to do that and you're going to be able to get the best version of this team out of this team next year and be back in the playoffs and be a threat in the playoffs? I'm really confident. You know, I think we have a lot of, of the right pieces in place. Um, I think we've, we've done a great job the past couple off seasons of bringing people in and the different free agents that we've been able to bring in and the type of people. I think we have good leaders um, but we're going to have to step up, especially this offseason, more than, than we have in the past. Obviously, we didn't meet expectations and we fell short of what we wanted to do. And no one saw us, you know, not making the playoffs and especially ourselves. That wasn't the goal at all. So we got to look in, in the mirror and, and correct the things that we need to correct. And leaders have to lead and we got to have a great offseason. But I have a lot of confidence in the guys that we have. I'm sure we're going to add some pieces, you know through free agency, the draft, whatever it is, there's going to be new guys. Um, teams are never the exact same. So it's also about how we take whatever team we have spring heading into training camp and how do we get that team ready to eventually win a Super Bowl. That's what we all want to do. That's what, that's why we play. That's what we're here for. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it shapes out, but we know we have a, a, a big task in front of us. And I got a lot of confidence in our group. I think the conversation as we're talking to Trevor Lawrence surrounding you is fascinating. You know, in year one, let's not sugarcoat it. Uh, Urban Meyer was terrible for that organization. Year two, uh, you really had a successful season, and people said this is the transcendent player that you were talked out to be. And then in year number three, obviously, it regressed. How do you kind of describe what you've been able to do in the NFL, and where do you kind of uh, fall right now when you think people talk about Trevor Lawrence and, and what you proved so far? Yeah, you know, I, I have a lot of confidence in the player that I am. You know, I've had some ups and downs in my career, no doubt about it, so up until this point. Um, and I think, that, you know, I'm very thankful for, you know, I talked with some of the guys on the team, even after the season, sitting on the plane after the Tennessee game. And, you know, we all kind of agreed. We're, we're very thankful for the, the hard parts of our career. I feel like they've made us a lot better. I know my rookie year was very challenging. And 
um, something I never really had to deal with. And it made me a lot better and I was better for it moving forward. And now we had another set of challenges this past year, you know, seems like we just couldn't get anything going at the end of the year. We really struggled. Um, and yeah, we weren't able to, to find success. So I think, but for me as a player, you know, I, I don't, I don't think that I've regressed. I think every year I've taken a step, um, you know, and people can, can pull numbers and, and talk about whatever they want. And then that's fine. I guess that that's how people evaluate things. But, you know, for my development, there was things that I wanted to get better at going into the season. I think I did that, you know, I'm disappointed that I wasn't able to play my best at the end of the season. Um, that's the biggest takeaway for myself that I'm disappointed in. Um, but, you know, I think there's things that I wanted to get better at that I did. And up until, you know, I started having some injuries, I think I was doing those things that put us in position to win. And then in the back half of the season, I didn't do that good enough. And we that's why we weren't able to win and make the playoffs. So um, there's definitely things that I want back and I'd like to play better in certain games. But I do think that myself and as a team we've taken steps every year and we're getting better and obviously not making the playoffs seems like a step back and it is but I think sometimes that can that can kind of open your eyes a little bit and show you what you need to get better at and, and honestly put you know put a little pressure on you you know we need to have some sense of urgency you know maybe if we make the playoffs and win a playoff game we don't have the same type of urgency that we have now that we missed the playoffs and you know fell from eight and three to nine and eight to finish the season so I think it, it's going to put a little pressure on us in a good way. I think the way that we talk about quarterbacks is extremely dumb, and it's year to year. And look at the way that people talk about uh, Brock Purdy. Does it amaze you that some people say about you that Trevor Lawrence is a bust with some of the things that you've still been able to do in a positive way three years into the league? It's not surprising. I, it, you know, it's a crazy world. People are just people want clicks. People want to you know just say something and have these takes, and that's what it's become. You know, and I think. Um, it's become harder with the social media era of what we do and just the way things are so instant it's all reactions and, and, and that's how things happen. You look at a guy like you said, Brock Purdy. I mean, that guy's done everything that he could possibly do. Being a, a seventh round pick, last pick in the draft, went to San Fran, has won most of the games he's played, taken him to the Super Bowl this year. And, you know, people still try to find ways to, to tear him down and to say that he's not, well, he's really not that good. That's kind of the whole you know, narrative. And it's like, well, I don't know what else you want the guy to do. You know, he's played great, put up great numbers, taking him to the Super Bowl, won a lot of games. So it's just the way, that's just the way it is. You know, people are going to have hot takes, big reactions whenever anything happens. And, and then you got to think about the fans of the other teams that obviously don't like you and they're going to find anything they can to, to try to talk bad about you. So that you, you see that really in every fan base, every team, but it's at the end of the day, you, we have a job to do and that's what I have to focus on. And I really, I have a lot of confidence in myself and the development that I've that I've had so far in my career, but I got to keep getting better. You can't you can't stay the same. I got to get better next year. Yeah, I'm really excited to see how things uh, shape on out inside the AFC South because I want to see how you guys respond this year after getting doubted. And we know what the Texans just did with C.J. Stroud. Why are you guys long term going to be able to outlast and find a way to solve a big problem now in your division with the Houston Texans with what C.J. and D'Amico did this past year? Yeah, you know they're they're going to be a tough team for for years to come. You know, like you said, they got a great coach, they got a great quarterback. Um, you know, they definitely took a big step from last season into this year and, and kind of inserting themselves into the not only the AFC South picture but the AFC and the league. So um, they they did a great job, but it, we got to focus on ourselves. We can't worry about the Texans. You know, I, I really have a lot of confidence in the people that we have. 
Um, and a lot goes into to winning your division um, and getting a shot at the playoffs, all those things. And it's not just about those two games you play against that team. So and there's also the Colts who have been who have been yeah. good every year, put up a fight. They're always in the hunt. Look at this year, they had a chance to to beat Houston to make the playoffs. So and then you got Tennessee, who you know got a new coach, new regime there. I'm sure they're going to bring in a lot of players. They're going to be they're going to be a good team. It's NFL every week, so we you, know, you can't focus on one team because the second you put everything into we got to beat Houston to to win the division. Then you get beat by Indy, you get beat by Tennessee, you get beat by whoever your other out of you know division games are. Um, it's a long season and it's really week to week, and you have to have that that tunnel vision, that laser focus on each opponent. So that's that's the key for us. Tell me what you're doing today on Head and Shoulders and PNG Battle of the Paddles. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to be playing in the ping pong tournament, PNG Battle of the Paddles event in Vegas. Wednesday, February 7th, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time. You can watch it on Overtime Season's YouTube channel. So it's going to be exciting. It's my second year. I'm with Head & Shoulders again. Um, just try to get the try to get the hair right before the ping pong <laughs> tournament. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I'm excited for it, man. The second year with Head & Shoulders. and It's fun. we got eight guys, eight NFL players that are going to be playing in the tournament. Um, we'll see who, who wins it. And last year it was Trent Taylor, and he whooped me pretty good. So I got to try to get a little payback on him, but he's he's pretty good. <laughs> well, he's Trevor Lawrence. Trevor, always appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Good luck, good health. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate you, man. Enjoyed it. You got it. Thanks so much. There he is, Trevor Lawrence. Always love when he joins us on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. And, you know, we had to get into it because that's been a team that I had high expectations for. I thought they could take that next step after being a team – that won a playoff game a year ago, turned it around, right, back-to-back number one picks, the disaster of Urban Meyer, and then they come, come on back in that playoff game up against Brandon Staley and the Chargers where they came on back from down 27 points and they gave a good effort against Kansas City, but then the next year, any big game that they had, they didn't perform well. And there's a lot of conversation. There's a bunch brewing with that Jaguars team. And next year, I really think we'll define the future of that franchise. Because if they bounce back and they end up making the playoffs again and doing some damage in the postseason, confidence will be restored. But if they don't, then it's going to falter off and fall into this spot of, hmm, maybe that was just a one-year wonder and a one-time thing for Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. But great stuff with Trevor Lawrence and appreciate him joining us via Zoom as we are broadcasting in Las Vegas on Radio Row at Mandalay Bay. All righty, let's take a timeout. We'll come on back. Robbie Gold scheduled to join us live in person, the former 49ers and Bears kicker when we return after these short messages. But first up, the latest CBS Sports Radio update with the Ackman, Rich Ackerman. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All righty, we continue. This is Zach Gelb Show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio, Mandalay Bay Convention Center, day number two of Radio Row here in Las Vegas. This portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at Wesley Financial Group. Dot com. Uh, Kendrick Bourne scheduled to join us coming up in about an hour from now. We should be joined momentarily by Robbie Gold, who is the former Chicago Bears and San Francisco 49ers kicker. He was a part of that 49ers team uh, that got to the Super Bowl and uh, did lose to the Kansas City Chiefs. So we'll get his thoughts on everything developing with the San Francisco 49ers in the Brock Purdy era and also what it was uh, like to be in a locker room that was run by one Kyle Shanahan. And the Shanahan factor in this game, you know, it will be talked about, I'm assuming, throughout the week. Mainly, you know, you do have the biggest story being Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, and then you have how people describe Brock Purdy as a quarterback and then what this win would mean, Super Bowl number 3, for the legacy and the greatness of uh, one Patrick Mahomes. But, you know... Maybe it's because all the attention's in other places, but the Robbie Gold, uh, excuse me, the uh, the Kyle Shanahan factor in this is enormous. Like this is a guy that was up twenty-eight to three as an offensive coordinator in a Super Bowl with the Atlanta Falcons. They choked it, and then they were up by ten in that Super Bowl in Miami in January of uh, twenty twenty, right before the world uh, really changed, right before our eyes, and that was a game where. It looked like the Niners were the better team and they couldn't get the job done. So when I look at the storylines heading into this one, it's clearly Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift that generates buzz, 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 and then more buzz. Then you have what will people and how will people be talking about Brock Purdy on Monday. The guy wins games. So like I don't, you want to call him a game manager, system quarterback, franchise, it doesn't matter. The dude wins games. And then the Mahomes historical component of it But I'm most curious to see if, let's say, the Kansas City Chiefs are are down in the fourth quarter, and they're down by not just a touchdown, but by 10 points or more with about eight minutes to play, nine minutes to play. Or let's just say the Niners take a 10-point lead going into the fourth quarter. Everyone knows the game's not over. The game is never over without Patrick Mahomes until the fat lady sings, and then she sings some more and she gets called out for an encore. All right, that's just the truth with Mahomes. We've seen it now against Buffalo, against Tennessee, uh, against San Francisco, and I could give you a, 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 a litany of other scenarios where Mahomes just finds a way to come on back and win the game. But that could be a big conversation on Monday because Shanahan, a lot of people, they use the word great very freely, very easily, very openly, The dude's a phenomenal coach. The dude's a top five coach in the sport right now. They have consistently been there. But you got to get over the hump. You got to get to the top of the mountain. 
because I could guarantee you this, we all know the Niners have a great team. We all know the Niners could be right back here next year. But how many times can you mentally and then also physically keep on getting right to the like the notch below the tippy top of the mountain before eventually you fall or contracts get out of hand and you know you have to lose a few players like this is their time and they've been there they've been in NFC title games they have been in a Super Bowl they have had leads and they have come up short now you have a quarterback where they didn't always believe in Jimmy G they didn't always believe uh, in Trey Lance regardless of what I think Santa thinks you think this team believes in Brock Purdy, and they have a healthy Debo Samuel. Kittle's going to play in the game, even though he's dealing with a minor injury last week. You know, you, you have Brandon Ayuk. You have Christian McCaffrey, who's been healthy for the most part ever since going to the 49ers. Yeah, the defense has not played well the last two weeks, but they're still here. Now the defense has to give their best effort of the season up against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Because say what you want about the lack of receivers, Rasheed Rice and... You know, uh, young Joker, if he's going to play in the game. You know, whoever it is, you could go through the vulnerability of the Chiefs. And we've been told all throughout the year, the Chiefs are vulnerable. The Chiefs are vulnerable. Heck, I've been saying it more than anybody. And here we are once again where the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. The AFC, they tried to tug on Superman's cape. They couldn't get the job done. Now it's up to the 49ers to see if they could do that. And now joining us is a former NFL kicker, played for the Chicago Bears and the San Francisco 49ers here today on behalf of DiGiorno, and that, of course, is Robbie Gold. Robbie, how are you? Good. Good to see you. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. How's the week going? Uh, it's been great, and it's a blur. It's crazy. It's all Taylor <laughs> Swift. It's all Travis Kelsey. It's all uh, this chaos. It's it's fun. Like you, You've done the opening night before uh, yeah. at the Super Bowl. I'm sure you got asked some pretty stupid things. That that has to be a zoo for a player, right? Yeah, you know, it's changed a lot since you know, the first Super Bowl I played in um, was in Miami uh, in 06, and they showed up, they did the team picture. You guys basically sat in the stands and the, the people could interview you. Now all yeah. of a sudden it's at night, on a Monday night, there's fans, everybody and anyone is in there asking you the most random questions. Um, but I think it shows how this game and the National Football League as a, as a brand has evolved over the years and what this game really means to you know a lot of people that it's going to change their lives if they win. And um, also, I think it's you know unique for fans to come out to Vegas because this is a great host city yeah. for the Super Bowl. Um, well, you, you were in the NFL for a long time. If I would have told you six, seven years ago that a Super Bowl – an NFL team was gonna be in Vegas. would be in Las Vegas. Yeah. Remember when they, they popped Tony Romo for whatever that one event was? Yeah. And this stuff, you couldn't imagine this five, it, six years ago. I just ago. wanted them in Skechers shoes, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> Robbie Gold here with us. You know, special teams always a big part of the game, and it's always a huge part of the Super Bowls. Uh, we've seen that, you know, throughout the years. It doesn't really get talked about a lot going into this week. So since we have you here and you know the Niners, you know the Chiefs, who do you think has a special teams advantage going into this one? Well, you know, I think uh, I played for both Dave Tobin, uh, Brian Schneider uh, at the 49ers. Uh, you know, if you look at last year's Super Bowl, uh, that Super Bowl, basically the punt return at the end of the game is yeah. what set up the Chiefs to winning. With Kadarius Tony, yeah, it was a yeah, huge play. huge play. So I think, you know, when you look at special teams, whether it's a missed field goal, whether it's a big return, I think it's going to play a huge part in the game only because both of these kickers have big legs, so you're not going to get a kickoff return I don't think unless they see something on film where they can pin the ball in the corner and they can cover 
Uh, but I think you're, the biggest parts in the keys of the game are be both field goal kickers, one, and two, uh, who can develop the best punt return scheme uh, based on what they've seen on film between Mitch Wisnowski and, and Tommy Towson, who are two totally different punters. Uh, Tommy's going to kick the ball really high and far. Mitch can kick it far, but he has a bunch of tricks in his bag. So I think you know it's going to play a huge part in, in these two uh, going against each other. You know, I'm just curious, because you have the special teams side of it, as Robbie Gold is, is here with us. Now with analytics, I feel like analytics tell you to go for it all the time. Never trust a kicker, never try to get the, the three points and extend the lead. When you were watching that NFC Championship game, and how many times Dan Campbell bypassed the field goals, I know that you're a former 49er, but that had to drive you bonkers. Yeah, you know... I don't remember how many years ago, but somebody put a shirt together that says, run the ball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> run know? the damn ball. Yeah. <laughs> and next thing you know, I would have, I should have done the same thing. Kick, kick the, the freaking ball. Yeah, right? <laughs> Just kick it. Kick the ball. If he misses it, the, the energy is different than when you don't get both of those, and then you fumble. There was a lot of things that Detroit did to lose a football game as opposed to win the football game towards the second half, later in the second half as well. So, um yeah, I mean, kick the ball. Always take the points. I, I have to ask you this. Bears have the number one overall pick. It's a huge conversation. I think they should keep Justin Fields, but I don't think they will. What do you think the Bears should do? You know, I think it's a very interesting situation for the Bears. I think they're in a really good position to do a handful of different things. Uh, first of all, let's start with Justin, right? Justin's played in the, the Bears system uh, for several years, they can mm -hmm. get him for one more year, but he's never had stability. Yeah. Meaning, he's never had the same coordinators. Basically, he's always had the change of something else, and you know, you, you just can't develop as a player in that aspect. So, um, you have Eberflus going into his third season now. Uh, you know, I think what they did at the end of the season and what he was able to accomplish by grasping that defense, moving the pocket, running the RPO game, using his legs, uh, was very helpful, and that's why they won the football games at the end of the season. Uh, now let's go to the other side of that. If you can go and get Marvin Harrison Jr. to pair with DJ Moore, plus plan for the future of having a number one receiver. Chicago actually uh, setting their quarterback up to succeed. Yeah, and yeah. having two really good receivers with Cole Komet. Uh, I, I like their running backs. I think they're pretty good. They're not going to be as dynamic as maybe a B. John Robinson mm -hmm. that you're going to take in a top ten. You know, I think there's a lot of merit to that. Um, if you want to talk about the first pick and they get a boatload of picks, or they get two first rounders, basically do what and, you did last year. Yeah, and build the roster with some extra talent uh, at the offensive line. Maybe get some different weapons later in the draft. Uh, you now have the point where you have to keep Justin Fields because mm -hmm. unless you go get Drake May, yeah, is Drake May going to be there at eight? Seven, no, six, not. five. Even if they're saying he may fall, he's not going to be there. Right. That late. So to me, like you're, you go in that direction, you're keeping Justin Fields and you're building around him. Is this the 49ers time? You, you've been there. You've been close. You know, you guys were up by ten in that Super Bowl, but then it's Mahomes on the other side. Like, do you genuinely feel that the Niners win this uh, game? You know, it's hard to go against or bet against a Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, and I think they've played their best football as of late. What I will say is I think this is a San Francisco team that, that is built to win this game, uh, more so than in years past. I think they were built to win. Uh, I think this team's built to finish it. All right. There's a lot of speculation. Some people think Devin Hester already got informed, which he could have, that he's getting in the Hall of Fame. Uh, if that happens when we find out on Thursday evening, what would that mean to you? Oh, he deserves it. I mean, the guy completely changed 
the people that I've talked to about him and, and understanding, you know, yeah, he's just a punt returner. He doesn't have this amount of touchdowns or whatever. One, the only reason punters flip now in the National Football League is because of Devin Hester. Mm -hmm. The reason they were punting out of bounds 30 yards is because yeah. they're like, Devin Hester could touch the ball and change the game at any moment. And we'll take the chance of your offense versus our defense rather than Devin Hester. So, you know, the hidden yardage battle that he was able to win for us and start our offense in really good positions helped us win a lot of football games. And those are all stats that nobody keeps. So, you know, I'm happy for him. It's long overdue. Uh, I think he deserves to obviously go in the Hall of Fame because he not only did change the National Football League on how people punt, but it also, I think, resonates the type of player that he was that he could change the game at any moment. I mean, listen, he took the opening kickoff back in this to the in, house in the, yeah. his rookie year is a is is a bear. So, you know, I love Devin. Uh, you know, I think he's a dynamic player, and you know, if he gets in, I couldn't be more thrilled for him. Tell me what you're doing today on behalf of DiGiorno. Yeah, so I'm out here uh, for the second straight year. DiGiorno uh, Pizza is doing the DiGiorno doinks, which uh, if the ball hits the upright or the crossbar, what a promotion! Now listen. Uh, I know two things. I'm promoting it to hopefully go in. Yeah. Right. But <laughs> I also know that in Chicago, doink is like double doink. The, it's the worst curse word <laughs> you can possibly find in the book. So, um, yeah, if anybody wants to register, I think it's a great opportunity to win free pizza. Go to DiGiornoDoinks.com. And uh, listen, uh, kicking in the playoffs, kicking in the play uh, at any time in the playoff games are unpredictable. So this will give us something to root for, and we can uh, have some pizza. I like Pizza Fridays. That's what I do with my boys. So, uh, I love it. Yeah. What, what, what toppings you put on that? Pizza? I'm a cheese pizza guy. Okay, well done. But, at least you 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 cook that pizza well done. Yeah, I, I mean, but here's the thing. I live in Chicago, and I like yeah. a deep dish pizza every now and again. I, I like a New York style. There taco we go, pizza. my man. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Robbie Gold, thanks so much. Thanks. Appreciate you Appreciate doing it. this. Coming thanks. on back, Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio live from Radio Row. We'll return for the Mandalay Bay Convention Center after these short messages. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.